the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. We're having our second coronavirus broadcast this evening from my home. The world is still in disorder, and this is an especially dangerous time for people suffering from addiction and for their loved ones. You know, Tony, um, since we couldn't go into the show, we thought about playing old shows, but uh, but we decided that, that uh, we wanted to be in touch with the recovery community. This is a very uh, important time for those in recovery. Um, I can be transparent enough to say that while I'm not worrying about relapsing anytime soon, I am starting to feel a little bit sheltered, a little bit like I can't... Uh, you know what really got me today? I can't even go wash my car. The car wash is closed. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny the things we miss in life. And, but, you know, for people that are in the recovery community, missing their routine. Right. And, and their meetings and their meetings. Their, yeah, their meetings and the fellowship of, particularly for us believers, that can't even have church services right now. It's, it's a very difficult time. But, uh, you know, we're going to have a meeting tonight, Tony. That's right. We're going to have a meeting right here. We're, we're in my living room. Unfortunately, we won't be able to take calls because we're the ones calling in. Yes. Uh, but what we can do is we're on Facebook Live. We're on, uh, if you go to Facebook and you go to, you search Recovery Radio Houston, you can join our live broadcast on, on online and, and uh, watch us and well, as well as hear us. And so you can also, if you're on, if you're on Facebook Live, you can type in a question. So though we can't take phone calls, we can't take your questions. We can't answer them on air. We can't pray with you. Uh, you know, your name will come up on Facebook, but if you want us, uh, we'll just use your first name, or you can say, I want to be anonymous, and, and you can ask any questions that, uh, that you've got, and we'll try to lead you to one that can, that can answer all of your prayers and, and any difficulty you have, and, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, Amen Tony. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you tonight. We're, we're grateful that uh, everything that we have in this life, we know comes from you, and we're grateful for your forgiveness, we're grateful for your, for your love, and we're grateful that we're never alone, 
you're always with us. And we want everybody in the audience to know out there that, that they're not alone. They're with you. And, Father, we ask for protection for our city, for our county, and for our state, and for our nation, indeed, for the whole world. We ask that, that you send angels down with hedges of protection. Father, we have a special prayer tonight for those that, that are, have this, this disease, this coronavirus, and that are alone in hospitals. Father, we ask that you give them special comfort, Father. We ask you are the great physician, and we ask that you heal them, that you send them home to their families. We ask that you give their families peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. This disease is survivable. We will get through this, and we ask that you lead a great awakening, a revival, and that people begin to see what is important in their lives, and that is their relationship with you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, Tony, uh, we've got a, a, a show planned tonight, and you know me, I like to take on a lot of topics, so I'm going to go through a few, and uh, we'll get to the ones we can, and hopefully we'll get some questions on Facebook Live through our, our audience. So, you know, this is a, a, a difficult time for people that are in recovery and for people that are using. You know, Tony, uh, there's when we are engaged in, in um, alcohol, drug abuse, sex abuse, sex addiction, we engage in behaviors that would expose us to the coronavirus. Right. And so this is a particularly important time for people to stay sober. And just remember, anything that you do, whether it's alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, it's only going to make things worse. It's not going to make things better. But, you know, people have problems when they're alone and isolated. But let's talk tonight. Let's talk about the potential benefits of isolation, things that, that you can do to improve your life and your recovery, uh, how the coronavirus and, and isolation can be an opportunity to grow. We're going to talk about detox and the issues that, that stem from that, because for some people, this may be a time to get sober. We're going to talk about the signs of relapse, what to do if your loved one relapses, because you know, Tony, our audience is not only people that, that have a, are under the bondage of addiction, but also their loved ones that right. live with them. Family members. Absolutely. Who may be spending a little more time with each other than they used to. Absolutely. How to tackle anxiety and fear during this isolation and this unsettling time. Ways to stay so sober. I hope we get to this during isolation. And setting boundaries in closed and tight spaces. That's boundaries. Staying away from the people, places, and things that led you to use are, are so critical. And so setting those boundaries. And then the last thing, which I got from a brother who may be out there listening today, Quentin, which is, is the uniting acts of love that we see out there and how we turn this into going from isolation and, and dependence and, not, and addiction to the fruits of the Spirit. Because, Tony, that's what we're really about. We, we believe in, in the 12 steps. We believe in secular recovery. We believe in rehabs. But what we really believe in is the that the, the sun sets free is free, free indeed. indeed. Yeah, and that that's also uh, uh, an elemental uh, ingredient in the fellowship, which is what we really believe in too. The yeah. fellowship of like minded. Well, you know, we've got a ministry. It's called Break Every Chain, and uh, of NCC, and we meet on Friday nights. We're not able to meet right now, so we we hope our our brothers and sisters in Christ who who are in this in this fellowship with us are listening to us tonight. Um, but we believe that that is a, is a bridge, a bridge from secular recovery over to the kind of lasting recovery that leads to true peace. 
and that is a, a bridge into, into faith-based recovery. Uh, because that's where, that's where true fr- true freedom comes from. Absolutely, and it's a two-way bridge. Yes, to where we can walk from one to the other and bring each other to the other side, so we understand each other's points of view. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, there's value in in, in all aspects of recovery, um, but you know, our ultimate goal is is to get somebody that can br- break any chain of bondage, and and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Well, let's talk first of all. Let's let's talk to people, family members, and and people out there who may still be struggling. As I, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, now is not the time to be going to see your drug dealer, for example. <laughs> uh, now is not the time to be, you know, some of the craziest things I ever did before I, I began my walk with Christ and, and my new life of sobriety is when I was drinking alcohol uh, because you lose your inhibitions. Mm. That's, uh, that's one thing that alcohol does, and it causes you to engage in dangerous activities. I mean, driving, folks, if you're out there, I know somebody that had a wreck, ran into the back of an 18-wheeler uh, the other day that was, that was drunk. And, uh, you know, that, this is no time to get in a vehicle. This is no time to be prancing around South Padre Island or Zilker Park. You know, they had a, in Austin, I heard they had a, the Barton Springs open, you know, and, and you've, we've all seen the pictures in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, this is no time for that, folks. We need to act responsibly and shut this thing down. Um, so, you know, that's what, that's what using does, uh, sex addiction, you know, that's, that's one of the most prevalent addictions in our society is sex addiction. You know, you don't want to be around people having sex right now, you know, so, uh, you don't want to, although I think all the bars are closed. Yeah, they are. They are. So praise the Lord for that. But, um, you know, in the bars, when they are open in the, in the liquor stores, they, they advertise wine and spirits. You know, and and that's where the enemy wants us, man. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy, and and, and he wants people engaging in those those kinds of activities. So, what do you think, Tony, about somebody that's using out there, or or somebody that's uh, a family member of somebody about now being the time to get sober? Well, you know, I, I was just thinking while you were wrapping up the, the couple sentences before about how even on the news like the daily, the news, the talk shows, they're talking about how uh, the news broadcasters themselves are broadcasting from home, especially the ones that are in New York City. And they were going, there's a a show I watched on Fox News called The Five, where they have the five people with different points of view or whatever. And they were, uh, I think four of them were broadcasting from home. And, And they went through a segment of the show where they each talked about the one thing that they're doing now that they didn't get to do before. And they all said spending time with family was one thing that they had in common. Yes. So um, today is my wonderful wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Robin. Happy birthday, Robin. <laughs> and uh, we had a house full of family today. We had uh, our three children, uh, our oldest daughter, who's got her own son and daughter now. They were over. And uh, boyfriends and girlfriends, everybody came over and sanitized properly. Don't worry. And uh, we had a, be- a beautiful, wonderful time, ordered a bunch of food, and we did things that we normally wouldn't do. Everybody stayed there the whole time. Right. Nobody was taking off to go here or taking off to go there a couple hours in. And uh, going back to what I was saying about even the news people, everyone is talking about a couple things. One, the virus. Two, the economy. And three, what are we doing now that we normally don't do? Right. You know, spend right. time with each other, uh, read uh, when it comes to what we're talking about with recovery, 
Uh, we can, uh, we've been having online prayer meetings with our church. Yes. Uh, Pastor Kyle had a wonderful one yesterday where uh, we were on Zoom meetings. Yes. And um, one, one girl, uh, one of our worship leaders, was sitting in her shower with a guitar for acoustics, and she did praise and worship. I thought that was so cool. That was cool. You know? She wanted the acoustics, yeah. I mean, yeah. We all sound better in the shower, right? <laughs> She took full advantage of it. But, you know, and what we talked about last week, Tony, is this is the most, the best use you can make of this time is not to have anxiety and fear, but to go to the one who takes away anxiety and fear. Who wants us to cast it upon him. Exactly. The Bible verse you told me about just, just earlier. First for Peter, Peter 5, 7. Cast your anxieties upon me. And, and also First John four eighteen, Perfect love. God is love. Cast out fear. So you can use this time to reset what's important in your life. Family, as you just talked about. And even more importantly, your relationship with him. Yes. This is an opportunity. You know, our, our pastor at our church, Tony, always starts at the beginning of the year, read your Bible all the way through. Mm-hmm. And people get discouraged because they get behind, you know. Well, you can catch up right now. Yeah. So, you know, and, and you can read the Bible. If you read the Bible all the way through, it'll change your life. Yeah. And so let's get back to what we were talking about. And you can join us, by the way, on Facebook Live. Just go to Recovery Radio Houston, and you can type in a question or, or just join the program on Recovery Radio Houston. So this is a time... Now, people have to be careful, but people that are under the bondage of addiction can use this time to get sober because, you know, there are a lot of people out there. Ultimately, we all end up alone, isolated, with our lives crumbled. But there are a lot of people out there that are functioning addicts for years and years and years, and they they cannot go to work unless they're using certain stimulants or unless they're drinking at the end of the day. And so because they want to keep their job and their livelihood, I mean, and this may be difficult for people that, don't, that aren't, don't have an addiction problem, but they keep using to keep functioning. Well, you know, now is a time where you don't have to function if you're, if you're not working and you're staying at home, if you're not in one of the jobs that's a, 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 a required job that you get out there. There's so many people that are at home that you can use this time to stop. Yeah. You know, now you got to be careful with that because depending on how long you've been drinking or using, you may have to detox. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I want to urge people to be careful. But if you're not at that stage yet, this is a good time to just be alone, take care of yourself, and stop. Stop whatever you're doing. Uh, there are rehab centers that are still operating, um, but it's also a time, if you don't feel like you can do that, to get honest with yourself to admit that you have a problem, and to begin researching online where you want to go when this is over, where you want to go. Some people can go to a 28-day program and be delivered from the bondage of addiction. Some people can go to faith-based programs and do it on their own. Some people need longer, three months, six months to go in. Some people need to go to detox. But get honest with yourself. Read your Bible and read about recovery online and, and decide that you're going to do something that's going to improve the rest of your life, and that is get out of the yoke of this bondage that the enemy has you under and get clean and sober. It's a wonderful time for that. So, you know, but I do want to caution because, Tony, I told you a story um, before we got on air about uh, someone that I know and love that was an alcoholic and was, was drank for years you know, 30 years or more, and uh, this person uh, got very ill and had the flu, 
and I called them up. Um, I was working in Austin at the time, years and years and years ago, and I asked how they were doing, and they said they were fine, but they said, your uncle's on the roof fixing the roof. And I thought, well, it's uh, 105 out. That doesn't make much sense. Then they said another relative was on the way over that I knew was in Saudi Arabia. So I said, listen, I'll be right over. And that person, um, well, I'll just go ahead and say it, it was my mom. So um, that per- my mom was trying to um, talk to uh, my parents are divorced, uh, her boyfriend in a light bulb. And, uh, you know, I, so I called the doctor up and I said, well, what are we going to do? And the doctor says, well, you've got to give her some alcohol every four hours um, and, until you decide what you're going to do. And that, that got it. So you got to be careful with detox, depending on what level the person's at that they've been using. And I want to, I want to, sometimes people need hospitalization, need to be under a doctor's care. But, you know, you can reach doctors right now on the phone. You don't have to go to a hospital. You don't have, they're all set up to, 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 to treat people on the phone. And so then, you know, we got her into rehab after that. So, you know, addiction runs in families, and it certainly runs in mine. And, and I think it's important to say also, as I try to mess with the Facebook Live here, uh, it's important to say also that if you're, if you're home alone and you're struggling, that phone can feel like 150,000 pounds. Yeah, but okay. pick it up and call somebody. Pick it up and call your sponsor. There's an idea. Or if you don't have one, call someone that is not, that you didn't use with or you didn't party with, someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Maybe it's time to rekindle a friendship from someone that you did something wrong to. Maybe it's time to get in touch with your uh, a long-lost relative. Anything to take your mind off what, what's keeping you uh, in that isolatory mindset at home that is so dangerous and, and often leads to relapse. Do something different. Amen. You know, there, there are, are bad things on the Internet, but the Internet is a wonderful tool. I want to point out to people who are missing meetings right now and missing the fellowship of the recovery community, if you go to www.12step-online.com or www.12step.org, either one, They've got virtual meetings on there. You don't have to miss meetings right now. You can go to meetings. You can go to chat rooms and, and talk in the recovery community. They're on the, they have meetings for alcoholics, for people that are gambling, for food uh, behaviors, for, for narcotics. Whatever you're struggling with, they've got meetings online. And I really want to second what you just said, Tony, about this is an opportunity to reach out to old friends, people that you went to high school with that you haven't talked to in forever. People, people that, that, as you said, one of the hallmarks of recovery is making amends to those that you've harmed. Use this time valuably and reach out to people and, and, and make those amends. You know, you'll, you'll just be, you'll benefit so much from it. it it's, it'll really be wonderful. So speaking of that, you know, I want to go through, I saw this list, and it's particularly important, appropriate right now, and uh, it, it was the 10 signs of relapse. So this is for people who are in recovery and for, for family members to, to watch out for, because these are dangerous times. And number one is you start missing meetings. Which may not be your fault right now. And no, it's not your fault. But there's an answer right there, is you can go to the to 12steps-online.com, right. d- and you can go to meetings. And so, yeah, you, you, you don't have the choice of, the, of the, the one-to-one fellowship. So it's really a time to be on guard for relapse for that. Um, number two. You let your problems build up. That, that, that's a big one. You know, uh, 
now is a time to sit down and think things through and think about how you can solve your problems. You know, because we serve one, there is, we, we get wrapped up in all these things, you know, and, and I, I feel bad for people that have lost their jobs and, and, and things of that nature. But I guarantee you, there's one for whom no problem is too big. Right. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, on that, on that, uh, when you mentioned that about the, the jobs, it, of course, my heart goes out to anybody that's lost their job to this crisis. But take a second to think about something, whether you've lost your job or not. It, maybe this is the time that God's going to change seasons for you. Yes. Maybe this time out is going to be the start of something new. That's why it's so important this time, whether you're staying sober or, 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 or whether you're in recovery or you're not, this is the time to be praying a lot about God's direction. God, where are you going to put me? What, where is this going to lead me? Is there something new around the corner that I don't see? Father, please lead me to that. Um, pray for our nation. Pray for our president. Pray for everybody around us that's maybe uh, a little bit worse off than we are through this crisis. And start redirecting your thoughts to something positive and about the future and about the hope of the future. Amen, Tony. That's really good. You know, uh, I... Uh had a sermon online, and as you know, I started a church. We started a church. It's called New Covenant Church Greater Heights, and uh, we're online. We've got a Facebook page, and we did an online sermon like everyone else is doing. And I started that sermon uh, with with a comparison between our time and all the things that we have going for us now. You know, there's stimulus checks on the way. Uh, there's there's all kinds of, you know, if, if you're in need, you can reach out into the community for almost anything. Mm-hmm. You can find food, you can find, anyway, and I compared it to the time that Jesus walked this earth. And, you know, they, they were living day to day, man. They never knew where their next thing was going to come. They were living under Roman occupation. They were living, they were, things were unfair. The tax collectors were, were corrupt and, and taking everything they had. But Jesus said these words. It's the most famous sermon ever, mm-hmm. and it's the, the, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew seven twenty four through 27. He said, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on that rock. Mm-hmm. Found your recovery on that rock, on your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what will keep stability. And Jesus also said, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. And, you know, Tony, you and I believe in 12 steps and believe in AA and believe in in recovery, secular recovery, but we want people to take that next step, and that is to get that supernatural, supercharged recovery, where where where, where it's founded on Jesus Christ, and and where you really get into where you find that secret place with Him, where you don't you just have peace no matter what happens. You know He's going to take care of you. You know that's who you rely on. So number three on these ten signs of relapse is you think you know best. Oh boy. <laughs> it comes to thinking again. Yeah, I think I know this. Yeah. I think I know that. Yeah. Well, and and that's that pride. You know, that's that's where people never really get into full recovery is when they don't admit that they're powerless, and but that they and they don't make that next step. They realize that there is one who can restore them to sanity, and three, they turn their will over to him. 
to Jesus Christ. That's when lives change. So, you know, you mentioned earlier, Tony, about praying. And we should pray for his direction and his will in our lives and stop trying to think we're in control of things. Boy, if there was ever a circumstance that showed us we aren't really in control, it should be right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been catching up on a lot of rest that I don't normally get. That's good. Um, but I have to be careful, too, that I don't get too lazy. So what, what I've been doing, um, I've been off to work the last three days, and then when I catch myself getting a little too stagnant, I'll just start putting my attention towards something in my mind that, that I normally don't think about, you know, like uh, the bills. <laughs> My wife takes care of most of that. But I, I, I've been thinking lately about, you know, how um, in the debt that I've taken on in the last couple of years, you know, my kids getting to be teenagers and whatnot, um, nothing too uh, overwhelming thinking about, but I've been thinking mainly about how to take my kids one by one over the next several weeks and start talking to them about how their finances are going to be falling in line, how now they're just making a car payment, an insurance payment, that little by little as they get older, how they're going to be have to be strategic about how they do their money, how they sort it out so that they have, you know, right, right now it's easy just to hand mom and dad the car payment and the insurance payment. Sure. But sooner or later down the line, they're going to have to have their own accounts and be responsible for making their own payment, uh, that payment themselves through their own bank account and whatnot. Little by little, take a step. And just that little bit of thinking and, uh, and praying upon it too, because I need direction. I can't just go by number three here, what I know is best. Right. Um, and then there's some other sensitive family situations that we all have, just to really start thinking and praying about them to myself. Something normally I may just react to, right. like, you know, pull my kids and say, hey, you, you got it, you know? And, and, and just try to develop my thinking a little bit more along the lines of patience and, and, and empathy, you know, something that I've never really been that good at in the future. But, I mean, in the past or in the future, I'm trying to get a little bit better at it. Yeah, use this time to self-improve. You know, we, we get so hung up on the rat race, as they sometimes call it in, in life, that we don't take time to contemplate things and really think them through mm-hmm. and really come up with good solutions and pray about them and look to him for discernment and for guidance, you know. Mm-hmm. Because if you listen and you be still and let him know and, and understand that he is God mm-hmm. and, and, and you listen, then... then then the answers will come to you, you know. Uh, so, you know, what used to be situations that used to be baffling, as the big book says, yeah. uh, and now we can comprehend and understand because right. we're, we're still for a while. We'll start becoming, we'll start begin to realize things that used to baffle us. It used to baffle us are, are really, you know, all these things that we get so hung up on, man, he's got it. He's got it. So give it, give it up to him. So, and what you just said, Tony, is important because, Spending time with him, but also spending time with your family mm. and really giving them guidance and getting to know them. We, you know, we've got, you mentioned earlier about your family being over. My son and daughter-in-law are here, and we've got our niece over, and, mm. and we're spending time as a family doing things together. You can use this time so productively as opposed to using it to don't throw away your sobriety during this, this stressful time. Please don't do it. Spend it productively. You know, one of the things that, and I've said this on this program before, but I think it's it's for where my my stinking thinking was when I was in addiction, mm-hmm. and and I think it's so important that people understand this. I got hung up on I don't want to appear weak, I don't want to admit I have a problem, I don't want to go to rehab because I don't want people to know I have. Hey, guess what? <laughs> when you are weak, he is strong. Amen. Amen. 
And I say, hey, Pastor. <laughs> and and people already knew <laughs> I had a problem. And your family looks up to you. Your friends look up. They just are so happy that you're getting help. Don't look at it as, as, as being weak is actually strength because he steps in and he is strong for you and you change your life. So one was you start missing meetings. Well, that's, that's, that's dangerous right now. Two, you let your problems build up. You don't talk about them. You don't deal with them. Three, you think you know best. You've got to answer. Four is you stop paying attention to stress. You know, you blow things off. You mm-hmm. self-medicate. Right. You're numb. You don't address problems. Well, you can address the situations that you have right now. Five, you begin to isolate socially. Well, we're required to do that now. So go to virtual meetings. Don't get, don't get too isolated. Six, you deny feelings without thinking. You know, we numb out in, in addiction. That's why we do it. We turn to it because we're don't want to we don't want to deal with problems. We don't want to we don't want to deal with them. We numb out. Uh, you start neglecting. We're going to go through the rest of these really quickly, Tony. And then we're going to take a break here uh, for the station. You start neglecting self care. You know, you're not taking care of yourself. You dismiss other people's concerns. You, this is a huge one, number nine. You blame others for your problems. Mm. Ten, you try too hard to control things. We're going to pick this back up when we get on the other side. But let me encourage people to go to uh, Recovery Radio Houston on Facebook and join us. You can send in questions. You can uh, ask us to, to help you. You can ask for prayer. We're here to pray for you. We're here to help you. Uh, and let me also direct you to, to church services online. Uh, Tony, take us out before the break. Okay, another half hour in the books. We will be back in about three minutes. Let's uh, stay together, let's pray together, and let's be together. Recovery Radio Houston coming right back.
John Allworth and Tony B. We are back here with Recovery Radio Houston. Good evening, Southeast Texas. If you're just joining us, this is a special uh, edition because we are not able to go into the studio. We're anxious to get back into the studio. We'd love to be back in the studio, but we're the call-in people tonight, Tony. <laughs> uh, so uh, people, unfortunately, can't call us, but they can uh, message us on Facebook on uh, Recovery Radio Houston, and they can watch the show there on Recovery Radio Houston, or they can join us on 100.7. I also want to mention that on the KKHT website, you can catch our podcast. Uh, we've got, I don't know, nine episodes so far, something like that, Tony? Uh, I think seven. seven. I could be wrong. Yeah, well, somewhere in there. And uh, anyway, but our podcasts are on there. You can catch those and catch up with what we've been talking about, and today we are talking about anxiety and fear in this time of isolation, and uh, we're talking about what you can do to stay sober, and if you're dealing with someone that's under the bondage of addiction, how you can help them uh, to stay sober and and not to relapse, because we want everybody to be safe in this time. I want to, my mother-in-law is in in the hospital, and um, my aunt, I heard this morning passed away so i want to i want to go back into prayer for a second if we could tony father god we come to you tonight and we come to you for for peace and comfort and healing you are the great physician the great healer for those that are ill father we know that this coronavirus is sweeping our land and the world but there are people that are still suffering from from other issues from heart problems and cancer and and from depression and from anxiety and from addiction and from all kinds of maladies, diabetes and kidney failure. And, Father, we don't want to forget about them, Father, because they face difficulties now. They face fears and concerns about going into the hospital uh, in this time when, when there's infection, Father. And we ask that, that you heal them and protect them, and we ask that you give their physicians wisdom and, and, and show them how, how they can be healed, what medicine they need, what di- proper diagnosis, what lifestyle changes they may need to be cured. Father, we ask mostly that they look to you in their time of trouble, Father God, because if they put their trust and their reliance in you, then no matter what happens, whether they be healed supernaturally, whether you deliver them from the bondage of addiction, whether they go through treatment that works, or whether you call them home and heal them eternally, Father, if they put their trust in you, then everything is going to be all right, Father God. So we just ask that everyone look to you in this time of trouble, in this time of need, and a, a special prayer for for my family and my cousins and my uncle, uh, who, who my aunt went to be with the Lord and Savior last night, I understand. And, and I just ask for peace and comfort for them as they realize that, that there will be a reunion someday in heaven. It will be a joyous reunion and that she's with Jesus now and she's home. 
and that's our home. And we'll all get there and see her one day, and if you just give them comfort because it is difficult to lose a loved one, Father God. And for everyone that's lost family members out there, we just pray a, a prayer of peace and comfort. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. All right, we had a, we had a, somebody that's watching the show on Facebook uh, call in and, and reference Psalm 91, verses 14 and 15. And um, but I, Psalm ninety one is is uh, is a beautiful passage of scripture, and I, I want to start with verse one. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I, I beseech you out there, if you're struggling with addiction or or if you're just dealing with a family member, that you, that you take that passage to heart. And then to fourteen fifteen. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in time of trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Tony, that's what we had happened to us. Yeah, and, absolute miracles. And that's, yeah, because we were in bad shape. But we acknowledged him, mm-hmm. and that's why we're on this radio show. That's what drives us, right. because we want to shout from the mountaintop. The people don't have to live the way they're living out there, that there's a better way, and that's to turn your life to him. Isn't it remarkable how our testimonies can benefit others? And I think that the, the most magical part about it to me is that I'm not even thinking about what I'm sharing it. I'm just really praising God still to this day about what happened almost 10 years ago. And then he works through that. See, i got to constantly take myself out of the equation. Yes. I have to constantly take myself. Because the minute I start making it about me, then that's when the connection is cut off. And, my gosh, people out there that are in addiction, and for those that are trying to minister to them, see, they don't understand that, just like I didn't at one time. They're just trying to please themselves and please the flesh. And trying to, normally it relates back to childhood and problems that you have. And you have an emptiness, and you think that drinking or drugging or whatever is going to fulfill it, and it never does. Well, you create your own solution for the hole in your soul. Yes. And, but you don't fill that hole. With, but the good news is that if you practice enough proper recovery and get in touch with Jesus, he starts uh, uh, convicting you the minute you start straying away from what he wants you to do. He does. And he also fills you. And that takes a loss of fear. I mean, we're, we're having a meeting right now, Tony, and, and I'm getting filled. I've got endorphins. And we're cross-talking really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got our own special meeting going on. Yeah. But, but, you know, I, 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 when you begin to turn that corner from selfishness mm-hmm. to selflessness and start helping other people, then that's when life changes for you. And that's when you finally find the fulfillment that you've been searching for all that time. And, oh, I wish I could just drill that into the head of everybody out there that's struggling. No, you don't. Because you want them to reach, get it the same way you got it on your own. True. By, by that personal relationship with Jesus. That's right. I used to think that, too, if I could just get you to do this. But then the, uh, the peace of, of no understanding of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Peace beyond all The peace beyond all understanding, you won't feel it as authentically as I did. Because then you're going to try and do it the way I'm telling you, instead of trying to seek God the way that I did. And then get your own benefit. See that stinking thinking can creep back You're in. Like fingerprints, it's like a unique thing. It's like it unique, is. everybody's unique experience. It, it is, and that's why addicts have to get to the point where they realize that they're powerless, mm-hmm. and they realize that there's someone out there that that can restore them to sanity. You got to admit they're insane first, mm-hmm. and and they turn their will and their lives over to Him, and begin on a new path. They've got to come to that personal understanding 
They've got to have that personal relationship. So you are exactly right, Tony. But I, what I wish is that they could come to that revelation. Yeah. I just wish they could. So we're here to try to try to steer them towards because we're not going to get anybody sober, Tony. Much as we like to talk, we're never going to get anybody sober. But we know somebody that can. Goes back to that old horse to the water thing. Yep. You know exactly, exactly. Even if you sit on his neck, he may not drink. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But but. You know they can they can they can come to that realization and he will change their lives. I don't mean to cut you off, but here's sure. a, here's an excellent question. With all the stress, this is off Facebook Live, by the way. With all the stress from the coronavirus situation, how do you quiet your mind so that you can hear God? That is that is a good question. Well, there's there are many ways to do that. Spending time with Him, and what do we mean when we say spend time with Him? What do you you know people out there may say, what do you mean? Go to prayer. Go to meditation. Get in a quiet place. You know, there's that old movie, the uh, where the what was that movie where the lady had the prayer, prayer room. closet, prayer, prayer room, prayer room. Uh, there's yoga. There's uh, a, a good friend of mine uh, is a yoga instructor, and she's telling me how she spends time with the Lord uh, by getting into into yoga and meditation. Uh, there is reading your Bible. Just be still and know that he is God. Look at it this way. You may, there may be people stressed over their jobs. Yes. There may be people stressed over their finances. But let's look at it this way. You really don't have to worry about paying your bills right now, do you? There's all kinds of forgiveness going on even with mortgages. That's true. There's, um, the phone companies, the car payments. If you, you, you want to occupy your time, Call your creditors right now and ask if there's a grace period or forgiveness period on a lot of payments, because there are. A lot of that stuff's been going on. And then let's try something that we're all told to do in recovery, but it's so hard to do, Pastor. Let's let go for a little bit. Yeah. Let's take this time that's been afforded to us. I can't go to work. I can't pay my bills. So how about I just let go thinking about it for a while and fill that void with Jesus Christ? Yes. And so you can... You can Read the Bible. I mean, I can't, you know, that sounds, some people may say, well, you keep saying that. <laughs> it's powerful. <laughs> Try it. Try it. Pick it up. We, you know, he'll direct you where to go. I, I would start with the Gospels, and, and the book of Romans reads like a recovery manual. Just relax, read it, let it come to you, revelation, spend time on your own. Go into prayer, and prayer doesn't have to be where you're just talking 90 miles an hour and asking for things for you. Pray for other people in the world. If you pray in the Spirit, you pray in tongues, go into that. And just be quiet and listen for His voice. You You've know how it all started still. for me? How's that? It started, I, I was, other than the Hail Mary and the Our Father, the African Christian, whatever it was, if it wasn't scripted, I didn't know how to pray. Right. And I was taught very early on, getting, uh, before you go to bed, kneel by the bed or whatever you want to do, and just say these words. Your will, not mine, Father. Yes. Your will, not mine, Father. And meditate on that for a while. I used to do it for a good half an hour every night before I went to sleep for a while when I first was in recovery. And then the floodgates opened to the thought. The floodgates, uh, is there no earthquake, just coronavirus. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the thoughts opened up then because God was opening my mind to his will. And I, and I really latched onto that and started believing that, and it was happening. That, but I had to still myself. That is so powerful, Tony. Yeah. You know, the, they just kept drilling that into my head. Your will, not mine. When I went into recovery, you know, 
thy will be done. I mean, Jesus taught us how to pray. He says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will, not mine, because that is a hallmark of addiction. Fear, numbing, pride, and control. They want to control everything. Well, this ought to illustrate to folks that we can't control everything. He's in control. If you let him, he'll have you in the palm of his hands, right. and he will take care of everything. And it, was, you, it was so simple, it scared me. Yes. It was so simple, it scared me, because then all of a sudden my thoughts started changing slowly. So my thoughts started changing, and I started hearing from him. And I remember actually sitting in a stoplight one day going, what was that? In fact, I'll tell you the exact story. I don't tell a lot of stories on here. I'm going to tell a story. I was at in line for gas, and it was Sunday afternoon. There was people getting out of church. The gas station was full, right? Normally, this is the time for me to start rolling down my window and yelling, oh, get out of the way, or whatever, right? But all of a sudden, the thought came across to me saying, I will be patient for the ones in front of me as fast as I can for the ones behind me. Amen. And I literally sat in the car with, who said that? <laughs> I could that was not the way I thought. Yeah. The, thought, the way yeah. I thought was, get out of the way and leave me alone. Yeah. Right? But I was in a, I was started to become, uh, I was starting to get into a mindset of patience and goodwill instead of anger and self-will. Uh, that's what a brother was talking about today online, and he was talking about, let's take advantage of this and let's come together in unity. All the examples of people being selfless and helping people out there, and the, the, the health care providers that are risking their lives and are showing up to work and that are helping people and the pastors that are ministering to people. And, you know, but, but that's the thing, Tony. We think that we have to be in control and we have all the answers and we have all the solutions. But, you know, Compared to the power that spun the universe, spun the stars, created the world, and did everything else, we're nothing. So why don't, why don't we turn it over to him? <laughs> He's got much better answers than we could ever have. we got another question here, Tony. Uh-oh. Okay. Anonymous. What advice would you give to the recovering addict who has relapsed during this corona crisis but is struggling to come out of their addiction? I gotta see that again. Yeah, look at that one. All right. Well, the first advice I would give you is that relapse does occur. Some of us are delivered and never have to look back. Some of us have to work a little harder. There's a saying in recovery that says, "Without God, I can't, and without me, God won't." So you've got to be willing. You don't want to throw. If you've had, let's say, you've got two years of sobriety and, and you had a drink, do you want to go back to that old life? Or do you want to put that behind you and get back and start doing the work that it takes to get sober? You've got to realize how far you've come, all the good things that have happened to you. Be grateful for all the good things that have happened to you and be resolved not to go back to that old life, which only led to destruction and tragedy and bad things. It's not too late. You can do it. You've got to pick back up. You've got to get online and go to these virtual meetings. You've got to call your sponsor. You've got to call your friends. You've got to do things. You've got to read the, open your Bible. You've got to go into prayer. Ask for the strength. There's one that has the strength to help you in this situation. You don't have to go back, but you've got to get your mind right. You've got to realize that you can't do it on your own. You've got to seek help. You've got to seek help from the Lord. You've got to seek help from other people in the recovery community. What do you say, Tony? Well, the, the best way I can put it is don't be ashamed to start over. 
call if you can't go to meetings right now, call somebody and talk about what happened. We have to bring out of the dark and into the light. What, good. What we, we have to be able to tell on ourselves. Yes. You know, and realize that we're not perfect. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And we just have to start over and try to uh, try to do what we didn't do the last time because obviously we missed something, right? Right. We need we need more help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, the hallmark of recovery is honesty. Uh, you know, we keep talking about these principles, but they're they're critically important. If you have a secret, you will not be in recovery. Right. If you're keeping something in the darkness and not bringing it out in the light, I'm glad you said that, Tony, then you will not be in recovery. The, you know, you're always going to have that secret, and that's where the enemy wants you. That's where he wants you. He wants you. He, he preys upon that secret. Oh, nobody knows. Nobody's going to find out. You did it that time. You can do it again. That are, those are lies from the depths of hell. You've got to get it out in the light, and people are going to be understanding, and they're going to help you through it, and you've got to go to him. We've got an anonymous question. Would recovery resources that you all recommend include the Bible, movies, books, documentaries, podcasts? You know, there's a 12-step fellowship that, that I belong to that has three circles. And the inner circle is the addictive compulsive behavior. The middle circle is things that might lead back to those, unhealthy things that might lead back to that. Hanging out in bars, you know, hanging out with people that are using, uh, getting online and watching inappropriate things that maybe aren't pornography but are close to it. That's the middle circle. The outer circle is healthy activities. That's where recovery comes. And those healthy activities begin with reading the Bible. But, you know, you can also, the movies, go to faith-based movies. We had Kevin Sorbo at our, our church, mm-hmm. and he's a wonderful man of God, and he's made how many faith-based movies? Oh, dozens. And, and those will uplift you. Go, go to podcasts. Our podcasts, there, there are many podcasts. There, you know, one of the things you can do in this, in this time is you can watch old sermons yeah. that are inspiring. Billy Graham, Charles Stanley, uh, Robert Morris, whoever your favorite preachers are, Joel Osteen, I, whoever your spend is whatever vehicle that you want to use that's good for you or multiple vehicles that spend time with our Lord and Savior. They're all productive. And, if, you know, if, if uh, since meetings aren't really available right now, there's nothing wrong with getting together with a small group and sitting outside somewhere and just shooting the breeze about stuff, uh, stuff in recovery, uh, engaging in sober activities. It's been, if the weather's getting good where you're at, you know, go out and get some fresh air, throw the baseball, throw the football, do stuff you normally would have done with drugs and alcohol and try it without. You'd be surprised of the uh, results. Well, I, I got as, long, as long as you're with like-minded people, exactly. I got to tell you, Tony. One of the one of the things for me that is critical in my recovery is exercise, because that gets the endorphins and the dopamine going, and and it's just healthy, you know. And it, and it, it, that's another thing that gets gets your mind flowing and and gets you in a place where you can, you know, if you go on a jog or you're on the elliptical machine or rowing or whatever, it's a good time to to go to God and, and, and pray to him and think about him and, and, and contemplate all the beautiful, wonderful things. Gratitude lists are important in recovery, all the wonderful things that, that he's done for you and all the wonderful things you could do. You know, I found another list that's uh, 20 ways to stay sober during the coronavirus. And I want to encourage people that, that are struggling to, to, to listen to these healthy things that you can do. You've got, you know, Idle hands are the devil's workshop, and that's particularly true in the addiction community. You don't want to sit around and be bored and think about things uh, that that 
are, are not productive. Um, so I liked what you said earlier, Tony. You ought to start every day. You said end of the day. You ought to start every day on your knees, praying to him, thanking him for another day, and asking what his will is in your life today. If you're living God's will in your life, you're not going to go out and drink. And you know, when I, when I was doing that, I started doing it at night because I had problems sleeping. I had a, a lot on my mind with the pending divorce. I was hopefully didn't have to go through before you began. I thought I was going to go. Through. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to, to quiet my thoughts and to be able to sleep, I had to start doing that. And it it took a little while, but what happened was I was going to bed a lot more peacefully, and I was waking up a lot more rested. So when that happened, then I was really eager to go about my day, and I, I'd almost be talking to God while I was getting ready to go out somewhere or getting ready to go to work. In fact, to this day, since I start work so early in the morning, my best time with God is when I'm driving to work. Yeah, that's a great time, you know. Because the freeways are wide open. There's no one else around. The sun's not even up. And I know it's not true, but I kind of tell myself I've got his full attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do have his full attention. Well, I'm just saying. He's I'm incredible. Like, I'm the only one up talking. Uh, but he's, he's um, omniscient and omnipotent, and he can, he can do that. He's got... That's what's great about a relationship is each of us have their own our own personal relationship, right. and it's amazing. So if he created the universe, he can pay attention to us. So here's something. Every morning I remind myself that there's no problem in the world that alcohol won't make worse. Put in whatever. Cocaine won't make worse. Mm-hmm. There's no problem in the world that using, and that's what that person that relapsed has got to tell themselves, it's only going to get worse. And then the corollary to that that I wrote in, it's not on this list I found, is there's no problem in the world that's too big for God. So turn your problems over to him. Second one is I'm calling old friends, and we mentioned this earlier, I haven't spoken to for a while and catching up online. That's a wonderful way to spend this time because it's likely that they've got time to talk to you too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The third one is I'm getting through this with the help of prayer, and we've been talking about that extensively. I'm glad to have Jesus to give me strength during this. Can't do it on your own, folks. You need Jesus Christ. And then you, you can also call your friends in recovery. Uh, are we going out in two minutes? Okay. Uh, Netflix, binge-watching. You can watch faith-based things. You can watch family things. Organizing your house. Attending virtual meetings. For some of us, meetings are our lifeblood. I can't stress that enough. They're still there, folks. You can go to www dot 12 step that's the number 12 step dash online.com you can also tomorrow morning uh, there'll be pastors all over town Uh, you can go to to uh, our church website or facebook site new covenant church and watch a live sermon tomorrow you can also watch one at six o'clock tomorrow night on new covenant church greater heights on facebook i'll be giving a, a sermonette tomorrow and we'll be doing some praise and worship there's, you know, spending time with your family, uh, meditation, good books, uh, spending time with your kids, uh, focusing on things that are positive, blogging, gratitude. Stay, stay busy, folks. Stay engaged in things that are, that are positive. Uh, take classes online. Uh, tell yourself, this is about the person that relapsed. Don't throw away the last 11 months. Get back on it. You can do it. So we're just out of time. We're hoping that we're going to get back in the studio before too long. But we're glad that you joined us, and we're glad that we have a Lord and Savior that loves us so much and cares about us. Turn your problems to him, folks. Join us every Saturday night at 9 o'clock at Recovery Radio, 
Houston. You can find us on Facebook or you can find us on 100.7 KKHT. Our podcasts are on there earlier. What parting words do you have, Tony, for folks out there? Well, as much as I want to get back into the studio, I really enjoy this time um, in your in your wonderful house and looking into the camera and seeing people, but I really miss taking phone calls. Yeah. But hang in there. Uh, we should be there back there soon. Until then, stay safe, stay hygienically uh, correct, and maintain your social distance. <laughs> but always stay in prayer and stay with God, and he'll take care of you. Recovery Radio Houston signing off. Until next week. We love you out there, but more importantly, there's one who loves you more than we can imagine. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Be safe.